You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 90 of all things. And I'm joined, uh, as usual, with, uh, by Andy Nguyen and Lisa Gregg. Hello, guys. Howdy, Steve. Hey, Steve. Now, I've been hearing around the traps. Uh, we've had a lot of calls, a lot of inquiries about, well, what can and can't be claimed. And um, I'm always interested in that since I'm uh, still filling in my tax return. But uh, I'm interested in making as much claims as I can. Uh, some interesting facts and figures, not figures, but some interesting factoids have surfaced. Uh, and I thought it was worth a, an episode on this. So, Andy and Lisa, what have you found out? Yes. Yeah, so, so the ATO during tax time 2016 has also issued a few little case studies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, one of these ones, which Lisa would like because she's quite the plonk plonk. Spurt. I like my plonk. <laughs> I like my bubbles. Yeah, it's to do with a wine wine expert. So, sommelier, I think. Sommelier. Sommelier. What did he do? So they they're they're wine experts. So they they're the dudes at the the restaurants that uh, mm-hmm. pick out the wine and so put it on Pinot the list. This would go very very nice with this rack of lamb. <laughs> and what was his his case? What did he try to claim? So this was this, the HA called this the tipple tour. Okay, so a wine expert working at a high end restaurant took annual leave and went to Europe for a holiday, which sounds quite nice. He claimed thousands of dollars in airfares, car expenses accommodation and various tour expenses based on the fact that he's visited some some wineries, presumably in the south of France. He also claimed over $9,000 for cases of wine. Oh. So all his deductions were disallowed when the employer confirmed. This is a bad boss. The claims were private in nature and not related to earning his income. So Thanks, boss. Unfortunately, <laughs> in this particular case, I guess as we spoke about um, on numerous occasions, particularly with these sorts of expenses, it's... It's necessary for you to have a nexus with the income-producing activity, so in your capacity as, you know... So a connection to your earning accessible income. That's correct, We use the term nexus because it sounds very good, Steve, but that's what I say, connection will work as well. And, of course, these are all... um, It's interesting that the ATO have given us a list of things that can't be deducted. Of course, the glass is always half Half empty empty and not half full when Uh. it comes to the tax office. (laughs) And it's also related to um, individuals a lot as well, because for those of you that like the intricacies of tax legislation, this Section 8.1, which is their main... um, vanilla deduction area it's a little bit different whether it's a business or whether it's an individual so you've got a little bit more leeway with carrying on a business than an individual yeah so i mean i remember that we did a poll recently wasn't it on yeah the value of deductions that have been claimed by tax agents for for individuals, do you remember the figures? Off I, the top I haven't of your head? got it. So we will be publishing a, a blog piece on that uh, very soon about what the results of that poll were. You uh, listeners, uh, members, uh, answered the poll. With, well, we basically asked work-related deductions. Where did they come in? One thousand, two thousand, three thousand, and uh, uh, I believe most of them came in at about one thousand. But uh, yeah. I'll have to go back to the figures. I, I think if we were to look at the stats um, that you know from that um, straw poll that we had was roughly. For those taxpayers claiming less than two thousand, amounted to seventy five percent. It was two thousand. Yep, yep. So, which is quite interesting because they're looking at increasing the the just the straight deduction, aren't they, Andy, for individuals? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So there was talk of having a standard deduction, mm. uh, particularly around um, you know a couple of years back. You know, remember Mr. Swan announced one budget that um, you know it's going to be five hundred and then increase to one thousand, and that never eventuated because of the GF. See, so 
So it's, it is a valid question as to whether, you know, having a standard deduction would, you know, get rid of a lot of these these claims. Uh, people do love their deductions and, you know, going to, down to your tax agent to, to maximise your refund uh, is always something that people really value, particularly their, their refunds. So mm. does Exactly, that and, sp- and specific um, in, um, professions and things like that have other deductions um, that are available to them. Mm. So say you and I, Andy, who work in an office, we probably couldn't claim sunscreen. But if you're a worker outside... Course, you know, skin okay. cancer, sunscreen yep. that's an allowable deduction. So it's interesting the ones where you know, if I was a sommelier, um, I wouldn't be able to claim my trip to um, to Europe and my nine thousand dollars worth of wine, but maybe um, my trip to Dan Murphy's might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thing, lot specific. Um, there's a uh, like tradies have a certain allowances for transporting tools, don't they? I yeah, that's an allowance that. thing that's interesting, Steve, because if the if part of your profession or your industry it's linked to getting some sort of um, allowance back, mm. you know, then it's more likely to be deductible. But there's a few things that we've yeah. picked up as well where you'd sort of think, um, well, look at a look, let's say driver's license, Andy. That's mm. a good one. What 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 can we claim our driver's license? You'd think you'd, ha- you'd be able to if it was a part of your work. Yeah, exactly. But um, DHO says that um, generally you can't claim that as a, as a deduction, even if it's a condition of employment. Yeah. And and they typically say that's because it's preliminary to the income earning activity yeah. or could alternatively be capital in nature. Could you think about it? It says you must have a driver's licence. I don't know if they still do it, but I've used to see ads with that. So therefore it's before you um, you know get the job, so it's oh, too early and too it. soon. It's the same with um, you know the lollipop people, I better yep. not say man or lady, the lollipop people or, you know, things like you get small amount from the council for them think being the lollipop person. Um, you, you need to do a police check to make sure that, you know, you're not on Darren Hinch's list for, <laughs> for want of a better term. Um, so that's also considered to be too soon because you've got to have it prior to earning your accessible income. Oh, and see. that's what I'm saying. This is for individuals. If you're looking at it from a business point of view, Andy, as we know, you're allowed to have, you know, the too soon clause is sort of like in the planning. So mm. you're allowed to take that deduction. So even though we're deducting it under the same bit of law, mm. um, it, that that law works differently depending on whether you're an individual or a business. But it's interesting, though. I did look up one private ruling recently um, with respect to, um, you know, um, some people, you know, if you're flying, for example, one of those droids that you, you see these days, oh, yeah. you, need a, you need a pilot's licence. Well, the... the under uh, CASA. What? Really? Yeah, so because the, the rationale behind that, Steve, is that... Um, if you can't see the plane whilst you're flying the droid, then then you actually need to have a pilot's license, particularly if you can't if it's disappeared. Oh. And it's you, getting you can't more and see. more popular. I was watching the news and they've now got like obstacle courses where you put on these glasses, um, so you're like in the cockpit of your droid and you're flying them around. And this guy who was, I can say this because we're tax geeks, you know, real geek-looking cosplay sort of Comic-Con <laughs> type person, right? He's going, oh, it's become really popular. It's really trendy, like skateboarding. And I'm going, uh. how weird <laughs> is that? You're looking at this geeky person as a, you know, a trendy, who's, Hawks, what's the... Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk. Yeah, t- like Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not into this sort of thing. But like, you know, you sort of you sort of look at skateboarding and surfing. Right. And then you look at this sort of nerdy, comic-y, booky, droid <laughs> pilot. Well, but anyway, that's the, sidetracking. Yeah. But it was quite interesting. But anyway, if you're one of these engineers, for example, and, you know, as part of your role, you need to fly these droids for whatever reason, uh, there is some 
argument there that you can claim a deduction for getting your pilot's license. Uh, so, yes. Something I've had a few helpline calls, Andy, as you know about things like that, where um, it's been a remote accountant and saying, can I claim things to fly into, you know, locations because it's just the same as me flying, oh, um, yeah. oh, sorry, driving a, a car, but yeah. because it's remote, it's flying a plane. So it's really interesting. I think it comes down to the tipple tour as well as that the other thing that's, that's big is like um, charter boats. There's all this industry about charter boats. Uh, so say you're a rich person and you've got a boat in the Caribbean, but you charter it out, but it's really there for your own personal use and enjoyment. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of like it's personal, so you can't claim the loss that you're making from chartering it out. So mm. it's all those things that are quite interesting, mm. I think, when it comes to claiming deductions. It's interesting, but probably not applicable to a lot of our listeners. Um, I think they're having a boat in the Caribbean, but still... Well, it's still the theory that, right. you know, it's like, it's like the wine where, you know, is it for your own personal use or enjoyment or is it related to your role? Mm. As mm. I said before, um, we do tax, so we can claim our tax as our tax deduction. I'd love to. <laughs> anyway, so heading back to transporting bulky equipment, so oh, yeah. I'll go through an example here, Steve. So we've got a roll, and this is straight out of uh, the ATO. So we've got a railway guard here who's claimed three thousand seven hundred and work-related car expenses for travel between his his home and workplace. He indicated that this expense related to carrying bulky tools, i.e., that is, he's an itinerant worker to some extent, including large instruction manuals and safety equipment. Upon inquiry, the ATO advised, the employer advised the ATO, again, another employee advising the ATO, that the equipment could be securely stored on their premises. The taxpayers' car expense claims were disallowed because the equipment could be stored at work and carrying them was his personal choice, not a requirement of his employer. So hmm. that's another example. With our current workers, the reason why they're entitled to claim those deductions, particularly these, um, these tradies, is that there's nowhere for you to store those goods. That's why it necessitates you carrying it in your ute, and typically, you know, you you have a, a cover, and then you can lock it. So, yep. so in this case, the deduction, it and and that's what we find with tax. Well, it often turns on these these fact patterns. So, so it's just something out there for for listeners to note when it comes to uh, carrying bulky uh, equipment. Yeah, yeah, and that'd be a, a lot of claims, I suppose, would be uh, in that area. No, another interesting one I found out was uh, vaccinations with airline employees. Um, I, again, would have assumed that if you're, you know, a, a hostess with the most guests or a, a attendant, a flight, flight attendant, attendant sorry, I think is politically correct statement, um, <laughs> that you would uh, get vaccinations naturally because you go into different countries, and but uh, apparently not. Yeah, so one thing to note there is that if your employer does provide it to you, then then it's not subject to FPT. So you might want to get your employee to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's usually what happens. I know when I was travelling um, for Orica and I had to go in a place like that, they just pay for the vaccinations. Oh, it's yeah. Just like, I'm, I'm just like we pay for our flu shots from here. So it's the oh, same yeah, way. Yeah, but the yeah. good thing is that if it's um, not deductible, you don't, it's not fringe benefits taxable, isn't it? That's Andy. correct, Lisa. So <laughs> there's that always a, a, a silver lining against these no deductions. Now, last but not least, I mean, this one's... Um, for Lisa and probably a big hello out to her hairdresser Tony. Uh, <laughs> this is due with grooming costs. So, so even though an employee may be required to maintain a certain standard of appearance for their job, which can say Lisa always looks great, uh, cost of hairdressing and cosmetics is still not generally allowed, uh, and not even defence force personnel get a deductions for for their grooming, even though military regulations oh, are demanded. Even so, though the sergeant will yell at them if they don't get a haircut or right. the, the cuff's not quite mm. right. So what about the Kardashians? <laughs> 
Always bring the Kardashians into the conversations. Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe. Well, I'll, yeah, put a hashtag Kardashians at the end of the podcast. We'll see where mm. how it goes. Maybe if I link it to accessible income because I'm getting paid for the blog that the Kardashians do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but um, yes. Oh well, yeah. there it goes. Yes. Yeah, so, so there are a few of the um, as you put here very nicely, Steve. A few of the menu items people should uh, consider um, mm. when, when claiming. Uh, deductions. The HA does have a bunch of other, um, you know, tax time 2016 cases on its website as well. Okay, thanks very much, Andy and Lisa. Again, it's, this is really an interesting one, and uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, please tune in next week. <laughs>